Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Goth and Bougie podcast. Number seven on the 25 most uh, yeah. podcasts that you need to listen to. Goth podcast. You need Wait, to start over. <laughs> you say it. It's How been a long week. It's been a long week for me. Hold on. I'm about to put it. I said, (laughs) welcome. Y'all, I've had a really long day since yesterday. So, (laughs) What was it called again? Oh, shit. It's the 25 best goth podcast you must follow in 2022. Yeah, so number seven, goth and bougie podcast. Number seven on the 25 best goth podcast you must follow in 2022 you were told to do it the internet said to do it and we are number seven yay (laughs) good job mel good job you tried Uh, i just found it today so really good at trying i did try i try i try a lot you know but uh, things happen so Uh, it's been a crazy week look at my hair (laughs) look at my hair this is how my day's gone (laughs) my weekend's gone it's like whatever it's like up on my head it's crazy <sighs> yeah it's been a it's not, I mean the week just started too and my Sunday started out crazy so you can talk about your week first if you want <laughs> no I mean just start I mean what happened to your mom so for the those it's not anywhere on social media or anything so uh I guess I'll just tell you about my week last week and we'll get into it. So I did a bunch of nothing last week, as usual. Went to Pan Friday night with Yeah, yeah, I saw you cheat on me. I did cheat on you, but uh-huh. and it's all no, right. No, I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm she glad y'all went. Fucking, she she needed to enjoy her birthday, yes. Um, I drove her, took her home. She was so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I was sober. I had <laughs> freaking cranberry juice. That's all I drank. um which is fine you know um so we had a good time we danced my fucking feet I couldn't feel my toes my feet hurt so bad (laughs) your poor pinky toe oh my god that's another hold on I'll tell you about that in a second then we left and uh took her home and I get home to like 2 30 I was so tired the next day like even not even drinking I was just tired Mm -hmm. and then Saturday night uh, I went out and shop, went shopping for a little bit with my apartment and stuff. Found a few things for that. Ordered a couch, ordered a bed. Yay. So I ordered a Finally moving couch. out on your own. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, it's a turquoise like futon couch. It's really cute. Um, I went to karaoke with some friends from the distillery that we go to. Mm, fun. Uh, went, yeah, it was a lot of fun, but I didn't get home again until late. I had a lot of fun. Stuff well, I have to tell you. Party and- I'll have to tell you off the show that (laughs) (laughs) if you notice, I shared my location with you. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, just because it was, you know, I try Mm -hmm. to stay safe. So, um, so yeah, so I did that. And then, so fast forward to Sunday, I am like, I didn't wake up to like nine 40. So luckily I'd already started packing stuff. Cause you know, I come to my mom's every other week for David and it was, on Sunday so that's another thing I'm glad I'm not gonna be doing anymore every other week like you know it's crazy I'm tired um so I get up I start getting ready have a lot of stuff packed and I get this call from my little brother and it's so I woke up at 9 40 this is like 10 40 right like has mom called you and I was like I already know when he calls and he asks me like yeah what's what's wrong what's, what's going wrong on? yep well 
she's 69 years old. She's sitting her, like your dad. Mm-hmm. Her ways, get on, like your dad getting on top of the fucking RV. Yep. She's going to do what the fuck she wants to do. Well, she got out to mow the yard. We just mowed it last weekend. She got out to mm-hmm. mow the yard. And um, there was like a tree tree root that was kind of coming up out of the ground. Mm-hmm. She tripped over it. Fell, wow. Hit the mower, hit the ground. <sighs> Remember, if you go back, she fell at the fair too. <laughs> Remember, if y'all listen to that episode. Yeah. <laughs> So she's not blood thinners. So my main concern was my brother's like, she can just go to urgent care. I'm like, does no. she have any of those things like you press? Like I've fallen and I can't get up because she got up though. That's the thing. Yeah, but what if she had not up? This is like she's fallen a couple times. No, now. I'm waiting for our neighbors across the street to get home. They have a ring camera, so I can ask them for the ring camera. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> Eric and Jamie have she's okay let's fast forward first for everyone you know comes at us for laughing at your mom falling she's okay I'm just as clumsy but so anyway so she so my brother like anyways my brother and I showed up at the same time because it's like I haven't even showered like I'm 30 minutes away so literally I brushed my teeth braided my hair to the side put a hat on no makeup like threw clothes on flip-flops clothes and uh rushed got the rest of the shit I needed rushed over here and he was like an almost 40 minutes away because they were school shopping and they were, even though he lives close to my mom, they couldn't find the supplies they needed. So they like happened to have to keep going to separate Walmarts, you know, so they were out right. So anyway, so they, we got here, took her to the hospital, did a CT scan. My brother finished mowing the yard. It was like <laughs> the weed eater was on the porch, the front yard. The, it's not, it's funny now, but it wasn't at the time. Right, right. But like, she fell and she pushed a lawnmower up into the flower bed and chopped up some of her flowers. <laughs> so now her, her flowers look like, like a bad buzz cut. She said, I picked them up just threw them in there. They'll grow back. <laughs> so yeah, so we took her to the hospital. And I just like, again, my main concern was because she has on a blood thinner. She has a brain bleed and I watched too much fucking Grey's Anatomy and being a medical person, I always think the worst. So I sent a picture to Dr. Zhang and she's like, yeah, she'll need stitches probably in her finger. So she has four or five stitches in one of her, her middle finger. Um, she's like, that hurts. I'm like, welcome to my world. Oh, yeah. And then she has stitches in her lip. And then she's just bruised. Like today, she's yeah. just so bruised. Like her whole eye, all the way around her eye, all around her nose. I, I can't believe she didn't shatter her um, cheekbone. Like cheekbone yeah. Her nose. I just... It just looks, she looks it's going to be a bitch healing too. Oh God. But she, oh, and one of her oh. lips is like swollen. Um, or it looks like she has lip injection on one side. Oh. You know, so I ordered her some Arnica. Dr. Zing said, get an Arnica, put it on it. It'll help with the bruising. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that was my excitement yesterday. And I was just so fucking, because I hadn't gotten sleep last two nights and then that happened. So I, left <laughs> I was dead. Like I was so tired. Crashing. Um, yeah. Yes. Like. It was crazy, but she's okay. Um, she's just healing right now. So, um, yeah. So, I'm just tired. Yeah. <laughs> so, fun. my pinky toe, those of you that listen to the podcast whenever I was in New Orleans, I got this horrible blister on my, like, little toe. Like, it hurts. I'm wearing those fucking shoes. <sighs> Let me get you some no, I got it in boots. The, it started in the airport because I had to go to all those fucking places. And I had on, like, the shoes. Michael Kors slide on like tennis shoes and then I wore heels of course because beauty is pain right (laughs) there you go and now you're last week my fucking pinky toe nail fell off 
And now you're one pinky toe less. No, <laughs> pinky toenail less. It's growing back. But I was like, what is going on? Like my toe to amputate. <laughs> I'm like funny. making sure I can feel it. Like, can I feel it? You know, um, I didn't get any dick pics this week. So that's good. So at least maybe my number is not on a store, a stall somewhere. So, um, but that's pretty much it. Um, David and I are actually, we did so doctor the doctor I work for she um is having a little procedure done Thursday so she'll be out Friday and um so we're closing the office so I think David and I are going to drive nice. to Surrey Thursday to Sunday to go see my family there because I just haven't been there to see them in a few years and yeah it just brings me closer to my dad when I'm there so I just yeah we're I planning a him, um so. a beach trip soon we're gonna go to either Pensacola or Destin so because it's so close to here. It's like, we, I can't believe we haven't gone yet. I'll send you the link of yeah. where we always rent from. It's pretty cheap. But yeah, we can do a Friday long weekend. Rest. Yeah, like a Friday through through Sunday night thing. Well, yeah. And it's right on the beach that we usually stay in. It's very reasonable. So I'll send it to you. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, um, and they may do military discounts too. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's about it. After yesterday, I'm kind of done. <laughs> so we <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I tell my dad. It's like, cause he's like, oh, I can handle my shit. Cause he came and visited last week. Right. right. And I told him, I'm like, daddy, you got to be safe on the streets. Did I tell you about his visit about telling him not to hug people? Yes. So I'm like, you can't be hugged. So my point is it, you might not die from it, but it's going to be a bitch healing. You're older. I'm like, you're 77. You're about to be 78 years old. You cannot conduct yourself like you're a young man in the prime of his life. And these other men out here who are looking to make a quick buck or fuck somebody up are in the prime of their lives. And you can't, you cannot take them on. I, I, I was like, you will put up a hell of a fight, and, but come on now. It's not worth the healing. It's not worth broken hips or broken cheekbones or shit like that. Like your mom just had to go doing stupid shit, like mowing your lawn when you didn't need to mow your fucking lawn, getting up you know, on she, top of your RV fell. when you don't need to be getting up on the RV. Right. Exactly. Well, she fell at the fair and she refused to go to the hospital, but she got her fucking corny dog and her funnel cake. <laughs> <laughs> and she was still hurting and she broke her ribs. So yeah, but they did a crazy. CT. We, she let us take her and did a CT scan. Um, she went to physical therapy today that she's doing because she her hips out of whack it has nothing to do with her falling it's already oh okay already yeah, happening. Yeah. um so i'm just like my kid's gonna mow tomorrow <laughs> how do i know i said did you ask him well no i'm like mm-hmm. we well, gotta, gotta communicate like right right so anyway so it's just we're just tired <laughs> yeah. um i just got a lot going on because i want to move my apartment that week like i moved that monday tuesday wednesday thursday and that Friday, I have to drive to San Marcos because Caitlin's moving to her apartment. So I'm just like, I'm tired and I'm just ready to like get stuff done. That, when's that? So, when, in next weekend? August 1st. Okay. So maybe next weekend you can get some sleep. Yeah. So cool. yeah, we'll see. I don't have David, so maybe I'll party. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So we're just, David and I, thought, I think we're just going to, he hasn't had a trip this summer and my aunt and uncle live on a farm. So two days there's enough for me yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, how long of a drive so, is it uh it's about seven hours but as far as to you yeah um, just going north so but we go through pretty much from the bottom of Oklahoma to the top mm-hmm. we may stop and see Jeff and um, Oklahoma and say hi Jeff Williamson yeah mm-hmm. I was wondering not Jeff from North Carolina this is a friend <laughs> from high school, from high school. <laughs> yeah but I've just stayed in contact with yeah. so um may stop and say hi to him and his mom and sister um 
it's usually what we do because we're not in a hurry to get there. We just kind of take our time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we may go see where we spread my dad's ashes because we haven't been there in a while. So I just want to go and um, just go just and deal with family. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. we have a good time. We laugh and mm-hmm. um, go visit my grandparents' grave, take them some flowers and stuff. So that's right, what I right, right, right. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Right now, we're just kind of, it's just kind of an unplanned trip. And I, that's a, nice though that's nice yeah. to do that sometimes though that's really yeah, awesome. yeah. So, that's my life right now <laughs> Nothing <laughs> are you and david gonna go see thor we absolutely are so. so we went and saw it this weekend and it is a fun ride it's like it's not as intense as like some of the other marvel movies it's i mean to me thor and loki are more fun mm-hmm. and just like some of the humor is just it's crazy <laughs> it's really good it's good it's the sarcastic yes 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 a lot of it yes 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 but it was really fun it was it was a fun flick we went yesterday yesterday today is monday jesus christ yeah we went yesterday to see it yeah yeah it was fun i love the movies i love my main thing is the popcorn i just i just want to get the pop that's when i was pregnant that's what i would go do is get um you told me to get popcorn Mm -hmm. that's what i wanted we are planning to go see it. Um, we just, if we want to go to Missouri, we, if we stay here, we'll go see it. If not, we'll just see it whenever. There. I mean, or when you get back, yeah. There's no movie theater in the town. <laughs> like it's very small. There is That's funny. Show, like old movies. It's like, I mean, it's very old. It's like from the 1800s. It's very, very old. <laughs> so. We didn't do a whole lot this week. We we went um, see the movies and then we went to Potions. We went and decided to go just do some drinking. Was it Saturday? Yeah, it was Saturday. So we went to Potions and um, they got an AC unit in there. So fucking They got a couple of duckless ACs. So it was so nice. But um, God, my dog is like hacking up a lung. I can um, But then, uh, so we went on, on the balcony once the sun went down because you know, it's a really cool little balcony. And there was this guy passed out on the street. Okay, you see people pass out all the time here, right? It's not a thing, not a thing. But this guy was passed out in the street in the middle of the street on bourbon yes in the street he was dressed relatively nicely had like button down plaid shirt and jeans Mm -hmm. and so we and he was passed out the entire time we were there which was at least 30 to 45 minutes someone called 911 yes so yes so at one point we were about to go down there because Robert had went out earlier to look at the balcony and then he came back and said, yes, you know, see, I wanted to know how hot it was. He said, yeah, it's not bad. Then he came, we, then we went out there again and it had been 10 to 15 minutes. He called my attention to the dude. And he's like, he's been passed out the whole time we've been out here. And then we just kept watching him and we watched a lot of people like walk up to him and, yeah. and shake him. So at one time, this one person was like shaking him hard and he finally moved. And like the people, there were people around, like, not like a big crowd standing, they would come and go. But the people around were like, yay. And there were several of us up on the balcony watching. And we're like, at one point I told Robert, I'm like, should we do something? Like, okay, I hate to be, <sighs> something's happening to this man and nobody's doing anything. Right. Like, and he's like, well, what do you think we should do? I was like, I don't know. If you go with me, I'm willing to like shake the dude really hard and be like, and if he says, yeah, I'm okay, then say, you know, be like, okay, then you get up and get off the street. Cause if you don't get off the street, the cops are going to come. You're going to, you know, if it's, you're in the street. If you, if it's just a, a, you know, need to sleep off your, right. Your alcohol induced, whatever, then get off the street doing it. Or so, some ice water on them. I know I was really, really, I was like, and then I was like, well, if, if you go, then maybe we can go down and find one of the cops. This goes to show the, the, the police presence in New Orleans is just not here. 
because I saw several people on the phone and usually there's cops at the different intersections. No, Um, we didn't see anybody. We were seeing less and less. It's really, really sad. We're seeing more sheriffs. um, Sheriffs are coming in. um, Something else I can't remember. More sheriffs here than anything. Um, But so finally, somebody from the bar across the street there was a guy out front singing. He was an improv drag show. It was really cool because he was well, not improv, but he was like spontaneous drag show and he was singing and stuff. And he was like, yeah, that's just JJ. If this is an everyday thing, he's a, he's a local drunk. And I'm like, God, but God, <laughs> but God, I don't know. It's like, okay. okay. And he did move a little bit, but good God, it just goes to show we watch so many people just walk right past him and hmm, it's like, wow, people just thought somebody almost stepped on him. Like, you don't see this dude laying in the street. He must step on the street. Anyway, so that was interesting. That's crazy. So, yeah. So we, we, we didn't do anything. We left because he did start moving and everything. But I, I was like, at some point, like, I don't want to be the one to read about this tomorrow in the news because people can still die. JJ, the local drunk. Yeah. I JJ, the local drunk. So I was I like, did. okay. I didn't say. Real fast, I didn't say what episode we're on. I'm so sorry. Oh. We always say the beginning, but I was fumbling through words. <laughs> but it is episode 128 today, and we're doing paranormal. For those of you that are wondering, okay, go ahead. I'm so sorry. Um, so yeah, that was JJ, the local drunk. I mean, it's it's like I didn't want to read about it in the news the next day because people. I, I told Robert, I said, well, he hasn't vomited on himself, or Peter pooped himself. <laughs> so. <laughs> maybe not alcohol poisoning yet but he did start moving and everything we moved we 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 left because it's like good god like it was just interesting to watch human nature especially where we were just passing by or taking pictures of him and videoing and not like saying hey dude are you okay yeah it's crazy i got a pack i had ordered a did i tell you did you see i posted um on one of my stories on instagram i think like I found my doppelganger. No, like I found my doppelganger. I have to share it with you. So I was looking through, you know, Facebook, not Facebook and all of it, Instagram, they'll show you suggested ads and shit from these things along the lines. So this one ad came up and it's from a retailer. It's called Nicoletta Carlone. Let me let my dog into the bedroom. Hang on. on, Oh my goodness. For those of you that are just tuning in, um, we're doing a paranormal episode today, and it's episode 128 again. I'm back. Anyway, it's called Nicoletta Carlone. If I'm totally wrong on that, then I'm sorry to the retailer. But on it had some, you know, a lot of them can put the Instagram feed of whoever shares their stuff with hashtags. Mm-hmm. And I was, there's this one spider web, like statement necklace. It's so, I got it in, I got it in mail this week. I got to show you. It's like really big and huge. It's so gorgeous. I'm thinking like a vampire ball, maybe. Um, but I saw that necklace and I was scrolling through the Instagram pictures. Mm-hmm. Cause I like to know one of the retailers legit people legitimately bought this. Mm-hmm. And there's this chick. I was like, I thought it was me at first. And I scrolled past. And I'm like, Whoa. And I showed Robert. And then he was like, whoa that could be I'm like yeah it looks just like me like she could be me so then I go and look at her Instagram I found her finally found her on Instagram by looking at the hashtags for the the retailer hi David um and I, I 
not all of her photos look like me, but there are some where she's like more of a gothic style. Yeah, yeah. That she looks a lot like me. I have to share it to you because it is. And I even sent her a message and said, hey. I think I saw that, but I thought you were just showing me like the necklace. I didn't, I guess I didn't really see her face. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I even sent her a message like, hey, I think you're my twin. And uh, I and, and didn't know it. So anyway, that was really cool that I found my fucking doppelganger because we well, all we all have a there. Doppel- at least two doppelgangers in the world. Exactly. We that's on the podcast. Yes. On one of the episodes that I did. Go back and find our doppelganger, Melanie Mel Mel covered doppelgangers. Um. So I thought that was pretty fucking cool. What else have I been doing this week? Oh, so while we're at potions, this is this is the shit I say and do that I'm like I embarrass myself. So we were, Robert had on a down shirt. So the band down the, you know, we went to the band, the concert and thing, and we were walking through potions and this guy and this girl were sitting at the bar and the guy was like, oh, I see people with this down shirt on. What is that? What is down? And so Robert then proceeds to tell him, you know, it's a band based on New Orleans made up of Bill Ensemble, Pepper Keenan, you know, and it's like a conglomerate, you know, of these other bands. And he was like, oh, okay, that's cool. He's like, what kind of music is it? So Robert's trying to tell him what kind of music, anything. So anyway, after Robert and I go sit down at, in the, the front room, I'm talking, I, I sit down in the armchair with my back to the bathroom door. And Robert said something, and I was talking to him about, about that. I'm like, like, dude, you can't just Google down on that little computer in my your God, hand. Stop it. Was he behind you? Yes. <laughs> Stop it. No, not him. His girlfriend. He had just went into the bathroom, but his girlfriend wasn't. His girlfriend was sitting with him whenever he asked him about. And I, I looked at Robert just sitting there with this smile, half tall, and I'm like, they're right there. Right? He's like, I'm gone. Hi. Hey. <laughs> I didn't turn around. I just I was dying laughing. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. And then when they left, the dude was like, see you later, man, to Robert. And I'm like, you're like, look up down, man. Bye. <laughs> I was like, I mean, come on. Can you not just Google down on that little computer in your hand? Oh God. I feel so bad. Anyway. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I was like, see, Melanie would get this. She would laugh too. Cause Robert's just like, oh my God. Because you know, I would do the same thing. So, <laughs> so I've um, finished watching Bridgerton and we've yeah. almost finished all of our shows. We still have like the Umbrella Academy finale, a couple other finales to wait on the finales. But I cannot get into Umbrella Academy this season. Really? Oh, I just, I, I, it wasn't as good as past seasons, but it's like I'm oh. invested. It's like, I want to, I want to, I want to. I'm invested too. I mean, I'll give it another chance. I mean, yeah. I, I'm trying, but I'm just like. I mean, my favorite ugh. character is Five. Five is my favorite. I love ugh. Five. And Klaus. This, this, oh, and as this, as episodes go, it focuses more on Klaus a little bit later and you're going to like the okay. way it goes with Klaus. Yeah, because um, I'm just trying and I'm just like, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. a struggle. And then I'm also, a few, it was like a year and a half ago, I had started watching Call the Midwife and we had talked about this. Yes. And I had not finished watching it, but I picked it up again, I was watching it and I'm just like, every one, this is now, I mean, I think season four and it's like 1960. And it's, you know, it, for people who haven't heard us talk about it, it's it's a show focused around midwives in 1960s England. But any person or any woman who is very strong anti-abortion, anti-reproductive rights should really watch that show and see the way it really was for women in that time period 
to understand how we got to where we needed to be, you know, a couple of years ago, and now we're all going down the tubes again. And then you can understand why it's so very important to have the type of reproductive care that, yeah, that we need. To absolutely. Have um, so yeah. the other thing I would talk about is, and I asked her permission if we could talk about it. And she said, yes, and that's my sister. And thank you so much for taking her out because I wanted to be able to go scoop her up and rescue her and take her out for a good time after the week that she had had. Um, but yes. uh, it's important to talk about things that happen to you in life and not be quiet, which I'm glad that she decided to make a post about it and um, and share what happened to her. So she's it's so like, liberating to do that. Mm -hmm. I did the same thing when I left South Carolina. I kept mm -hmm. it quiet. Like you knew. Because it's like almost, it's, I can see how someone might feel either embarrassed or just want to just let it go. You yeah. Know? Certain people knew. And then I didn't tell anybody else until I left. Actually, you had picked me up. We had left. Right. And then I fucking like, this is why that if is. anyone wants to wonder, I'll leave yeah. South Carolina. This is why. And I posted, all, I posted the proof, you know, I'm like, so, this. so to give everyone a, a, a kind of what happened was, so my sister had been dating this man, um, since early this year, like January, February ish time met him on Facebook dating app. Um, she said she wasn't really looking. She was kind of bored seeing what's out there, which often happens, but she met this man who seemed great. We met him. I met him. My husband met him. I wrote him with yes, him. He actually stayed in our apartment whenever y'all came and visited. Seemed like a great man. Sold her everything that she wanted to hear, um, that he was in it for the long haul. He wanted the forever family, wanted the big family, wanted commitment. And she's like, no, after everything she'd been through, like you, no, I'm not into that. Don't want to yeah. do that. Don't want to do that. Um, but he really pushed it hard and he, he had us all convinced that he was a good man. And then in this last week, well, let me backtrack just a little bit before that. So end of May, for whatever reason, he says he can't live in his apartment anymore. He has his lease is up or something. So my sister, because she's with this man that they've committed forever love to, like we all would do is they would talk about the next step is to move in together. So he moved in with my sister and moved his two children in as well as his dad. And I think there's mind you, her sister's a single mother. Of three yes, kids. yes, yes, yes. Barely, you know, barely making it as she is. Um, not, not well off by any means, just keeping it together. And so he moved in and then, so promising to help with all the bills and all the rent June rents come due. He's not producing what he said he would help with, but she's paying for everything, the bills, the food for his family. The next month comes July. They're talking about hanging out for her birthday was just this last weekend. And then just all of a sudden, I think what happened is that he knew he could not keep it up any longer. Like this was it. He was just waiting for the time that his gig was going to be up and he was going to have to come clean and exit the relationship. So basically this man had conned her for the last six yeah. months or so completely conned her, had no intention of ever staying with her, told her it was all a lie. And none of it was true. Even the horror stories that he told about his ex crying with her over shared, you know, emotional abuse and trauma. And all of it was a fucking lie and told her it was all a lie. And this man's name is Adam Paul Mendoza. Um, and he's in the Dallas area. So if any of you women know this man, be very, very wary because shit like that doesn't come up on a police report. doesn't come up on a background check. Well, no. now it does because now a, a report has been filed because um, she at first wanted to stay quiet about it and, 
and, and through everyone encouraging her to be vocal, she's she's filed a report and uh, filed a restraining order because his also his demeanor completely changed. And the true person came out and he made threats to her, threatened to kill my 15 year old nephew, um, told him that he would put him where his daddy is, which is dead because his daddy's dead. Um, just just horribly cruel and and. I hate to say whether word evil, but just horribly cruel and evil with the things that he said and did just flipped like a switch in the night, yeah. literally in the night. His kids didn't even know of his deceit that he was doing with Sarah. And they were even crying, had already started calling her mom and, and enjoying being with a family. And the daughter had actually told my sister later on that he does this all the time. Nobody knew, but nobody knew he had, my sister had called him out on some of the things the daughter had told her about him being like really had anger issues and stuff like that. And he told my sister that she was a, a compulsive liar, that the girl, the 12 year old was a compulsive liar. So if you're taught, so my sister believed him because she was saying things that seemed out, outrageous to what she saw in this man. And this man, it's like, you know, there's something else to tell you. And my sister commiserated because of the problems she has with her kids. With, with definitely with the specifically. for sure. Yes, yes. So women beware, everyone beware, not just women, everyone beware of who you're actually dating. You don't know really who you're dating. You don't know yeah, that. Sarah and I had a long conversation. And yeah, you too, we do not, do not be so quick to envision the long haul with them it, 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 oh no it, i'm just having a good time back right from that, especially <laughs> at our age you know you pull back from that just a little bit you want the forever yeah. happily ever after it'll happen, if it's happen. That, yes that people yeah. are not very truthful nowadays and there yeah. are people who will prey upon someone who is trying to help them that's what my sister wanted my sister wanted to help somebody and um he totally saw that here was a woman who had her shit together taking care of her own shit and he he jumped in on the opportunity to take advantage of that for as long as he could and then left her completely yeah. broke with you know rent not being able to be paid because he had promised he's paid it um so yeah we need to stand, stick together as sisters. If somebody is treating you like that, put it out there, call them out, call them out on the bullshit, put their picture out there. It makes you feel it so much better not too. slander here. Let me tell you this. It is not slander. One slander is something spoken and libel is something written. Those are the two legal terms. It is not neither unless it is untrue. If it is true, it is not slander. It is not liable. It is true. So put their ass out there, call oh, them yeah. out on their bullshit. Absolutely. Yeah. Just like I did with dumbass Jeff on. Yes. TikTok and that's and what everything. I told her. I'm like, you need to do like Melanie did call his ass out on every fucking time. He's, she sees that somebody else might be with him. She messages that woman, because if somebody had messaged Sarah, if somebody had messaged you and told you this stuff, it would have given you pause to think about it. Yes, you can still, then you have yep. the choice to go forward or not, but at least you know all the information. Just, just like the girl did yes, that yes. took him to the concert and then mm -hmm. found him with another woman. And he's just yeah, like, oh my God, exactly. I'm so sorry to listen to you. Yep, yep. You can take it with a grain of salt, whatever, but I don't want this man back. I'm mm -mm. just telling you because I don't want someone to have to go through what I went through. Jessica should have told me she feels horrible for not telling me. So I didn't go through what she went through. Well, and apparently but, the ex-wife with him is something that they do to like off and on. They're off and on again all the time. And mm -hmm. so he showed up the next day with, you know, her truck and, and took everything and left and then completely changed his personality and demeanor into a threatening, scary person. And, and that's sad. That's sad that, you know, that my, my niece and <coughs> had to love this guy and, and, and we, we trusted who he was too. He was good. He was good. 
He was really good at what he did. Anyway, I think that's all that I had written down that I wanted to talk about. Let's say, yes, we are still living in an actual living nightmare. Um, But yeah, that's it. You can just Google down. You can just Google down. Just Google down. Oh my God. Um, so anything else you want to talk about before I do? I have a great story. No, I mean, I honestly haven't. That's about the much excitement yesterday that has happened. Um, that's it. I mean, I really have not. I mean, I'm, I didn't do much last week. Um, we were at Lockwood a couple of times, you know, just where we always go to. Um, it was pretty much it. And then I went out Friday night and had a fucking blast. Saw um, Brian and them, gave him a hug. Aww. And uh, yeah, so he's like, oh my God, it's such a pleasant surprise. He's been on my Facebook. Yeah, he's, a pleasant he's surprise so nice. I love him so much. Yeah, yeah. so um, it was fun. They had a different DJ they were playing. It wasn't... Uh, DJ Virus because he had a family emergency, but it's somebody else, and he was playing some fucking badass music. Like, wait, 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 wait. So Joe Virus is the church. You mean Son of Sam? No, DJ Virus. I think was going to play last night. Oh, a special. Oh, really? Like a special guest, and there was a. I think that's who. And there was a something happened. I think Son of Sam is one that filled in for him. Oh, okay. Well, and he was playing awesome. such good music, and oh, um, I love him. Yeah, I will say. Yeah, he's an awesome. Play tool, like played ones. Yeah. Yeah, really good music. Um, was Bianca? What was Heather? Was was Bianca and Heather there? I didn't see them. Mm. It wasn't very. I mean, I saw something. Like, I actually met a bunch of people. But okay, I'll, I already texted you. I she she who shall not be named. There's she somebody we, we I think we've she talked had, about her. I don't think we've ever mentioned her name, but we've talked. There's there's a girl. She literally who, sat down next to me and Sarah and looks at us and looks. Were you sitting in her seat? I thought at first that's what she was going to say. And I was like, bitch, I'm not getting up there. Is nobody fucking sitting here? No, it was the other one. time me and Mel and Sarah and all went to the club and this girl, and we got there early and got good seats. And this girl came up and like pushed us over into this. It was a big booth, but, and we're like, Hey, hi. And she's like, hi. And, and she was, and she was like, do you come to Pan Lockley? Yeah, we're here a lot. She's like, well, this is usually where we sit like mean girls or something. Yeah. I can't sit with this. So if you're not wearing pink we're like oh okay but she gets so she's like talking to us i literally was looking at her like that gif that you i sent you like it's funny because then we one, kept taking up like the entire fucking thing why are you sitting here <laughs> with me number two she introduces herself and i'm like yeah i know who you are i go yeah i know who you are you should and have said you've three, met me like literally introduced number three she says do you come to pan often mm. i literally looked at her and i said uh-huh I've been coming since it was at the old spot, like over by Cafe Brazil. I've come many times. Yeah. Like a fake smile. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, I'm having a, whatever. She's having some kind of birthday Another party. Another away party? No, a birthday party on the 29th. And her oh. boyfriend is DJing and da, da, da. And I was like, okay. <sighs> she's like, it's so nice to meet you. I'm like, uh-huh. I just don't <laughs> like, I don't like pretentiousness in people. And sometimes that's a vibe that some people give off and other people may know her and say she's not like that at all but that's the vibe that we get and I don't quite get why she read us the wrong way with how she approached us that one night there's no reason to be bitchy to say hey this is where we normally sit do you mind if I sit with you or or find another fucking seat yeah because you're not reserved it's not reserved 
Byron will reserve seats if you ask or if there's a special thing or something like that. But come on now, they, they tell the whole family thing. If, you, if it's a family, then you don't reserve seats. It's not a monarchy. Right. It's not a dictatorship. It's not class hierarchies. Yeah, it just was that where you sit. Whatever. Anyway. It was just it was comical. And then was. we were on the <laughs> dance floor oh dancing, God. and her boyfriend came up and talked to us too. And I'm like, oh, your girlfriend already told us about the party. Well, make sure <laughs> come and said, uh-huh. I'm like, uh-huh. that's why she came up because she wants to get a lot of people at her show. Yeah. What I'm like, I will not be there. I will I will I will refuse to go to go that day. <laughs> <laughs> like, even if you really wanted to go on that day, now you cannot go. At absolutely all. i cannot go absolutely not we will not be here that day oh, yeah I'm like, I, yeah. I come into town in october the second week of october we've set the dates we've we're definitely going to be doing our program in the uh, fall. you're doing it for work yes i'll be coming in for work but i'll be here i'll be there for like a week and i plan on coming in either saying the weekend after or coming in the weekend before i have an apartment i know saying. Well, I'll have a hotel paid for by my work. So. No, but if you're, I understand, but I have an apartment. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm excited. Party in my house. <laughs> <laughs> party, party. Um, I'm okay, just so, saying if we end up like going to Pan or something and. Yeah, because I won't have, the, like, there'll be some days that I'll have to fund it myself because, you yeah. know, my work will only pay for the days that I have to be there. Then you're more than welcome to stay in my yeah. apartment. Yes, thank you. That'd be that'd be awesome. Yeah, um, absolutely. We can live our old roommate dreams. <sighs> okay, let me tell my story. Okay. Let's get into this. This is a paranormal story, as promised. Um, it was Olivia, right? That I promised yes. that I would do a good paranormal because she joined in that day that I was on my rant. I'm on my they were just like, day. what the hell is going on? I said, I don't know. She's on a rant today. Just I'm on a rant. <laughs> it's every day I'm on a rant. Y'all just lucky y'all don't hear it because it, we all should be on rants every day. But it's another story altogether. Anyway, this is a great paranormal story. Dun, dun, dun. And it is based in Madrid, Spain. Ooh. Are you ready to go with me on I'm this ready. trip? So I'm getting this information. Uh, I have saw it on one that the story was not put together very well and it's translated from Spanish and it was just not a good translation so I found like we always do a couple sites that talk about it but this one this site really had it put together in the best way and it is the site is called unfakely.com and so I'm going to pretty much read this verbatim with my own stuff thrown in there every once in a while so this by no means is my own work I'm totally plagiarizing this with throwing in my own shit which before the days of Grammarly, we could get away with that in high school. <laughs> and now you got it. Put that shit in a fucking program. We'll search the web. That sucks. That sucks. Kids nowadays, they got it hard. They got it. Okay. Yes. So on the early morning of November 27th, and some actually claim it might have been November 19th, 1992, the local police got a call from someone in the Vallecas area. It's a working class neighborhood on the outskirts of Madrid, Spain. Two squad cars were immediately sent to the address on, at number eight, Calle Louis Marin. The house was a 12-story block of flats, not different from the other blocks of flats in many of Madrid's suburbs, so like an apartment building. Yeah. For the six police officers who showed up, it could have seemed just like any other assignment. Maybe it was teenagers partying too loudly, uh, quarrels within the family, or some other violent expression, probably from like a frustrated, unemployed farmer uh, father or something. Hang on. Let me, 
from a farmer or a father? Father, sorry. Uh, let me fix my window right quick so I can still see you and your little face in the video box and still see my story because I feel weird if I can't see you, like, I, you know? <laughs> I can, I see you, when you um, but when you do your story, do you still keep me, my window, my video open so you can see me? Yes. Cause I'm old school. Cause I type it out and print it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't do that. Mine's on the screen. Um, so anyway, maybe could have been like some type of domestic violence thing going on. I don't know. They were called to the house to investigate. So on arrival, they were met by the whole family, parents, as well as children outside on the street. They claimed they had been awoken in the middle of the night by strange sounds, bangings, and shadowy figures moving around in the apartment. They were terrified and actually preferred to stand on the freezing street rather than face whatever was going on and haunting in their apartment. So Inspector Jose Pedro Negri summoned three of his colleagues and they went in together with the father of the family. Once inside the house, things started happening. So scary that even the experienced police officers were terrified. Oh my God. The doors of a cupboard, the doors of a cupboard that one of the policemen had closed just seconds before were violently opened right in front of their eyes. The same cupboard was then seen shaking violently. Loud noises came from a completely empty balcony. Mm -hmm. And at one point, a crucifix was torn from its wooden frame and found on the middle of the floor. So the police report. So the observations that have been word of mouth, they're not only anecdotal, but they're actually in the official report filed by Inspector Negri that he wrote after the events. So this file exists with official stamps and is obviously a very strong piece of evidence. Tell me what the name of this is again. Huh? What is the name of the place? Uh, The place? Well, the family is V-A-L-L-E-C-A-S, Vallecas. If If you look up the Vallecas case, you'll find it. Okay. Um, so the file exists with, a, it's officially filed with the police uh, department and in the report, they say that a sudden chill in the bathroom is mentioned as well as a brown slimy substance on one of the bedside tables. Um, this kind of, a, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Sorry, two girls, one cup. <laughs> okay. So this kind of official document is extremely rare when it comes to paranormal activity. Like rarely do we see something official filed about paranormal activity, especially from members of the police and military who normally are not very impressed. You know, they're not easily impressed by things like that. So that makes the Vallecas case very unusual. So in fact, Negri's testimony has been scrutinized and turned upside down and out many times, but the police inspector has not withdrawn or changed his statement in any way. So in numerous interviews and TV encounters, he has confirmed what happened and he has kept his story more or less intact throughout the years. So the author of the mfakely.com document says that it should be mentioned though, that the report, when you read it and it's in Spanish and I, I, if you can read Spanish, go, you can actually see a copy of the report online, but the report is just like any other police report. It doesn't say anything about strange phenomena specifically. It includes a very sober factual account of observations. For example, it confirms that the cupboard doors opened in front of their eyes, but it doesn't like say like a ghost or a scary presence or anything it just says simply the cupboard doors open in front of our eyes 
the cupboards were shaking violently. So very, you know, just matter of fact statements of what happened while they were there. <clears throat> so that's what happened the night that the police were called, but let's go back in time just a little bit. So that was November of 1992. So previously in March of 1990, it was a day like any other day, a normal day, a 16-year-old Estefania Gutierrez Lazaro made her does way to have, school. Did she have bangs? Uh-huh. Okay, I just saw the picture of her. Okay. Um, she was making her way to school. She made her way to school. She did the normal activity of, you know, the waking city. Uh, in this little outskirt of Madrid, it's not very fancy. There's a bakery, a supermarket, a newsstand. Not much, you know. So Estefania. Stefania entered the school and attended classes as normal that day. So somewhere between the morning and the afternoon, for some reason, the young girl went into the bathroom with some of her friends. It was probable, you know, thought that the students maybe had a gap between um, in their schedule, like a teacher was absent or something. Like that. For some reason, these these students had Something just knocked behind me. It's probably just my kids. Anyway, for some reason, these students had like a gap of time in their schedule to be able to congregate in the bathroom. Okay. Um, Smoking in the girls' room. Are they doing Bloody Mary or were they doing? No, so let me finish. So whatever the reason was that they had this gap, all of these students decided to get together. These and, stories fucking make me so goddamn anxious. You know this. I don't like horror <laughs> stuff. I love they horror decided aesthetic, but not. <laughs> They decided to get together in the bathroom and invoke the spirits with the help of a Ouija board. Fuck that. They had already used the Ouija board before and were completely comfortable with the rules and the mechanics behind it. So they weren't, they were, they had used the Ouija board before. Can I digress really fast? Yeah. Did they not? I did go to home goods. I did go to home goods on Saturday and I, you know, I have the planchet on my arm. Did you buy a Ouija board? I bought a cutting board that's a Ouija board and I was walking around <laughs> with it in that arm and the fucking electricity went out and that's the air hilarious. conditioning went out. Did I you put like, it down? Oh, I bought it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be cutting, you're gonna be cutting onions and summoning demons. It's so cute. It's like stone. I just had to tell you that. But anyway, so I was looking at posters and all of a sudden the whole poster thing like started to fall and I caught it. I was like, what is going on? And still what is going you, on? And yet you still bought it. And took it it's home. so cute. It was cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just had to tell you that. I forgot. So anyway, they these group of friends had used a Ouija board before. Mm. I said one of Estefania's friends had recently lost her boyfriend in a motorcycle accident. Aww. And she wanted to see if she could contact him in some way. Mm. And also, according to the students, supposedly Estefania also wanted to contact her grandfather on her mother's side who had passed just months before. And this is all documented as well, that she did have a grandfather that passed and the, the friend had a, a boyfriend. So what then happened in the bathroom is also well-documented by the friends. So the other students later gave the following account of what happened in the bathroom. <clears throat> now, mind you, this was two years before, a year and a half before the police were called to that house. Um, while they were using the board, a teacher named Dolores Molina burst into the bathroom. I guess she saw that was happening or whatever. Grabbed the Ouija board from the student's hands and actually ripped it in two. She then started yelling at them to return to class. At that point, the glass of the board, so in, it was when the Ouija boards that had like the little glass yes or no thing, it yeah. filled up with strange smoke 
and then exploded. And the students say that the smoke seemed to float to Estefania and she inhaled it and she fainted and was taken away to the clinic. So that's what the, the students say happened in the bathroom that day. From that moment on, Estefania became increasingly psychotic. So in the weeks that followed, Estefania started to show signs of mental instability. She had trouble sleeping at night. She suffered from hallucinations. She heard voices, many of which would seem to come from the bathroom on the other side of her bedroom wall. Where she, they did the Ouija board. No, that was at school. Oh, they did that at school. school. Okay. Yeah. So she sometimes went catatonic for 15 minutes or more where she rest or something where she would laugh uncontrollably or she what would talk, the fuck? or she talked incomprehensibly or would only utter guttural sounds. Their relationship with her family also worsened over the time that this was happening and her seizures became more frequent and more violent. On one occasion, Estefania and her mother were locked inside the bathroom. The door that immediately before was open closed by itself, and the people outside the door were not able to open it. When Estefania's father was ready to kick it down, it suddenly opened by itself. Estefania's bed was situated adjacent to the bathtub, but on the other side of the wall, right? Mm-hmm. And the family later said that the paranormal activity was always focused around the bathroom and especially around the bathtub. <clears throat> That's also where Estefania claimed that the voices would come from, that she would hear, came from the other side of the bathroom wall where the bathtub was. Um, on several other occasions, she would attack her siblings violently without remembering mm-hmm. anything afterwards. And she's only 16. At one point, she requested that her father's family must be informed of her imminent death, that she was going to die. Furthermore, she said she needed a photo of herself together with her father, Maximo, inside the coffin. So she was talking about her own death. Excuse me. So getting a little bit deeper into her medical records. So, of course, her parents consulted a number of specialists to try to help their daughter. They don't know what's going on but that did not result in any relief. None of the physicians could determine the cause of her illness. At one point, she was pre-diagnosed with epilepsy, like she's pre-epileptic, but her symptoms were supposedly not typical. In the records, they were noted as being not typical. Definitely something neurological was going on, pretty laughing. She was treated for it, but without resolutive results. Mm -hmm. So the doctors didn't know what. They're like, okay, so maybe it's epilepsy. You know, they couldn't figure out what, what was going on. Maybe but, it's vasovagal. <laughs> Just saying. But the um, important piece to the medical records is that Concepcion, who is Estefania's mother, she did have epilepsy and she was mm. retrie- received treatment for it long okay. before anything strange had started happening. So this was something that she lived with her life. It wasn't anything new. Unfortunately, about a year and a half after the encounter with the Ouija board, Estefania died on July 14th, 1991. She had suffered a severe seizure some days before, and on the evening of July 13th, she went into a coma at her house. At around 11 p.m., she was transferred to Gregorio Maranyan Hospital, where she- Today's July 11th, so that happened I know, right? Sorry for coughing, guys. I've got this allergy cough. Hold on. Mm. where she died three hours later at 2 a.m. The cause of death was pulmonary asphyxia caused by a convulsion. 
After her death, not only did the family have to cope with the grief and sorrow of having lost a much beloved sister and daughter, but the strange phenomena in the apartment did not stop. Immediately after the funeral, there was only very light poltergeist activity. Small objects were moved, doors would kind of open and close. But as time went by, the phenomenon increased over it's about a the phenomenon. 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 Um, I'm a phenomenon. Uh, after over about a year and a half after Estefania's death, things eventually got out of hand. The hauntings became more frequent and more violent with that time. And according to Concepcion, much of the activity was still con was concentrated in the bathroom. And at oh, the no. specific time when Estefania had gone into a, a coma on that evening, July 13th. So all of this made it perfectly clear that the hauntings were connected to the deceased daughter, it seemed. Mm. So the hauntings were also tied to the bathroom and the time in the evening, but also in some way, it seemed that the mother of Estefania Concepcion had been complaining about the bathroom long before anything started happening with Estefania. She said she could hear a voice even before Estefania died that was coming from the bathroom and sometimes would say the words mom. So the relationship between her and her father, the grandfather of Estefania, has also, was also not good. So <clears throat> the grandfather had passed away of senile dementia a short time before Estefania did, as I said, you know, that Estefania mm. may have wanted to contact her grandfather. Um, but it seemed that there was a very contentious relationship between the grandfather and Concepcion, the mother. The two had even devoted a, developed a certain dislike for each other that was very well known by the family. And some of the family has actually claimed that the paranormal activity was maybe the grandfather, that he was somehow behind it because he was, it was just a very bad relationship that was going on. Mm, so maybe. Some of the things that happened in the apartment after the death of Estefania and before the police were ended up calling, being called, was the shadow of an elderly person was seen moving in the hallway of the apartment. On several occasions, laughter was heard. This seemed to be coming from an elderly person, and the family interpreted it as Estefania's grandfather. Oh. Occasion, one of the family's dogs was thrown several meters across the living room. That had been my, my that had been, I'd been out. My, my dog. I would have been done. I would have been um, done a long time ago. So on at least one occasion, Concepcion felt a cold touch on her pair of skin, on her wrist, and on her ankles. No, there was no. another time that a glass flew across the room uh, towards one of the children. Um, oh, and, no. and all of this also doors that were opened and closed, things that moved, and other paranormal phenomena continued, but with increasing strength. After some time, the family was so scared to go into the bathroom, but they always had someone accompanying them. <clears throat> they were just so scared to go to the bathroom by themselves. They always like went in pairs. Uh, all of these things and more just escalated until that night in November 1992 that the family was so terrified that they left the house and yes. called the police because they didn't know what else to do. So they called the police. So mm -hmm. with all this information, it's like, okay, now let's look at it. So where does it, what does this all lead us? So what we can read out from this strange, this strange and intriguing case of the Vallecas, the tragic life of Estefania. Uh, first of all, a lot of this is hearsay, just people saying things. We we have to depend on what the family says. Yeah. Um, and then it, it's a lot of it seems to come from Concepcion, her mother. Um, and she seems to be the one in the center of almost all of the paranormal activity happening around her. Um, at least when it's happening, she's the one there. Um, 
so it's it's like what was it was it really a Stefania was it Concepcion because oftentimes all the poltergeist activity will center around a female person um so looking to the medical experts and what the medical experts say is that Estefania was on her way to being diagnosed with epilepsy. She had also received treatment for it. Her mother suffered the same disease and epilepsy has a genetic factor. Um, right. If her sudden, sudden death could have been caused by some effect of her last seizure, but it's frequently been stated that Estefania's death could not be fully explained though. Even with all of that, the symptoms and her sudden severe illness were still unexpected and unexplainable. The autopsy also did not reveal anything strange at all, nothing at all. Not even the physician that conducted the autopsy, Dr. Gregoria Arroyo had anything of note to say. Um, her death was a tragic complication of an epileptic seizure is what it says, but nothing else, no other reason why. Um, and a number of other pathologists have examined the death certificate and just come to the same conclusion. So then if you look at what do the paranormal experts say about this case, um, here's some, just some tidbits of details. Conception contacted contacted a long list of experts in poltergeist and paranormal activity during those years. She tried in any way she could to rid herself of this seeming curse that she was convinced that was living inside her house. Um, some of them confirmed that there were strange things going on while other paranormal experts were skeptical. Um, one convinced Concepcion that it was, it was her father that was haunting the house. Mm -hmm. And then even others suggested that a spirit much more evil was at play, such as a demon. So the last physical poltergeist phenomenon happened on All Saints Day of 1993. A photograph of Estefania was burned. Concepcion found the frame lying face down on the floor. And when she turned it over, she saw that the photograph itself, the paper of the photograph was scorched like it had been burned, but, the, but the frame and the glass had not been damaged and neither had anything else around it. Just the picture inside the frame behind a glass was burned. That's yes. fucking crazy. Right. Ooh, I got chills. Like, so the why? family, the family did finally sell the house in 1998, six years after the event with the police, and they sold it for other reasons than being haunted. Um, as the paranormal events actually diminished with time and stopped entirely, definitively in 1996, the new owners never had any experience of any paranormal activity. So even though you know, looking at this, the case is not completely convincing that all of it was paranormal but there's some of the stuff that makes you wonder and say i feel like mm -hmm. it's connected to the family somehow the family they stopped after and, they left yeah. um i feel like it's something connected to them but i wonder if their new house if they had any hauntings or anything happening no so i did read some more and the family never experienced anything else again so who knows the ouija board i mean there was some a few weird things happening in the house before the Ouija board incidents, but then it seemed things escalated quickly and suddenly and violently after the Listen, Ouija board we incident. have we have fucking told y'all over and over again to leave the fucking. I know. Did on. they not read God? They should listen to our stuff. Leave them alone. I mean, even though I bought a Ouija board cutting <laughs> the plant shit on my arm, weird shit was happening. That's gonna be hilarious. I'm serious. You're gonna be sitting there like chopping onions or some shit, and you're summoning demons. That's why I won't wear my Ouija board cuff that I have. That's got like, the Ouija board on it. Belle, why is, why is my refrigerator moving? All I did was chop some lettuce for tacos. <laughs> the lettuce and the onion starts spelling out the words. 
Uh, finish it. Anyway, so that's my story. That was a great story. That was crazy. So I pulled, I just searched it on TikTok and like all these stories, all these things popped up. Mm-hmm. So did you know that there's actually a movie on Netflix yes. about it? Yes. Yes. It's a, it's a foreign film. It's a documentary and it's, I think it's called a Veronica. Yes. Veronica. Yes. That's mm-hmm. what I saw. I was like, what? The things that I read about that is that it's <clears throat> kind of loosely based. I don't know. I have to go watch it. I think it's, um, I don't know if it's subtitled or dubbed. <clears throat> I cannot watch shows that are dubbed where like the voice, uh, I hate those because they're like, not very good. Like a uh, Bruce Lee. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather it be subtitles and be able to read it. So if it's subtitles, yeah. I can watch it. But that yeah, great, that's my story. There you go. That was are. a great um, story. That was, was that was by the way, I still have all kinds of crazy shit happening here. Probably need to do a exorcism oh, when you come back. It's crazy. <laughs> that was a crazy story. It's great. Oh my gosh. Oh, that gave me that's chills. It. That's all I had. All right, guys. Make sure you become a patron on Patreon. Uh, I started packing stuff up for our, our patrons. Um, I, am I waiting to send them out to have to get in the apartment so I can make the masks for them and stuff? Okay, so you are uh, going to make masks? Because I have I have the masks. I already have the black masks that I bought with for the podcast. Okay, thing. we just need to I change to cut the, them out. Yeah. the levels on Patreon then. Okay, I can go yeah. do that. So um, I'll, I'll just do that take that people. level off for now until we decide what we're going to do. Well, we need to change it anyways because it says season three. I mean, oh, season two okay. and we're on season three. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. I'll um, so yeah, so we're gonna do that. And then um I'm getting working on stuff. I got it all. I posted a picture of some of the stuff you guys are interested in. You're getting a little extra goodies too. So it's not like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna surprise you. Um, we do have a few listeners that are very committed to us that leave Google reviews that are mm-hmm. gonna send us a little small treat to not anything you can get on Patreon. Um, but just yeah. a small little treat that our patrons, we surprise them with a couple of times. Oh, I have a question. How far are we on getting stickers? Uh, they were back ordered, so I'll have to look again. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, because I'm thinking if we get stickers, I mean, we can just, if, if anybody wants a sticker, we'll send it to them for free. I mean, it's great yeah. advertising, just, yeah. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so you guys can just DM and DM us on the podcast or email us at Golf and Bougie Podcast. Appropriate at DMs, please. Gmail.com. <laughs> Did not need oh, a send for dick ratings or anything like that. No, hello, dear. Um, oh, so, yeah, go ahead and send that to us. Um, that's it. Go to our Instagram, TikTok. You know where to find us on socials. And, uh, Hail to High Priest Robert. Yes, hail to High Priest Robert. And oh. thank you to all of our patrons that have been yes, with us. Yes, all of our loyal listeners who have stuck yes. with us all yes, this time. Todd. We really do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. From the beginning, we love you guys. Um, yep. Oh, we did get a wonderful review. I wanted to read that. The review I sent you today. Yes. Are you going to read it? I'm going to read it. I'm going to get it pulled up super fast here. So we got this, I got a notice today because anytime you guys leave a notice, like I get a, a review, I get a notice immediately on our email. So it says, loved every second of each episode. I'm hoping for more to come. Or is my number uh, one gen- or is my number John Ray? Le- learning, a- I can't talk, fuck. Learning about true crime is now my new interest. It's so interesting, entertaining at the same time with, uh, with full of laughter. 
my all-time favorite podcast I listen to every week. Hello. Huge recommendation for anyone who are, who is into true crime episodes. It's from Misfit Nightmare via Apple Podcasts. Thank so. you so much. And he much. gave us five stars and said the Five best. stars. Thank so you yes, so thanks. much. Thank you. Thanks. It's an avocado. <laughs> Caitlin dressed like that for the homecoming week with an avocado. It's, really it's an avocado. <laughs> One of the homecoming things. Anyways. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, we appreciate it. Become a Patreon Patreon. And that's all I got fucking got today because I can't Thank talk you. anymore. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> all right. Y'all come, come back, back now. now. You here? And I wasn't smoking anything last time. <laughs> the best one ever, though. We were actually together.